rising on an emerging generation of kings. Ephesians chapter 6. How many of you are loving this series? How many of you are enjoying the series? How many of you are feeling the bass boost from this series? <laughs> For our international audience, bass boost means bass boost. It's <laughs> a colloquial expression that means shaking tables, you know, challenging paradigms. Yeah, that's Queen Primer's version. All right, let's read together from verse 5 to 9. I want us to read loud, clear, strong, convincingly, observing the punctuations where necessary. The word of the Lord according to Ephesians chapter 6, 5 to 9. Born servants, let's read together. Born servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling. Doing the will of God from the heart with goodwill, doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he's a slave or free. And, and you masters do the same things to them, giving up threatening. Knowing that your own master also is in heaven and there is no partiality with him. Please, can you give us that in the TPT? Let's break it down. TPT. Observe what it says, born servants. I'll explain what that means. Born servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh and all of that. TPT uh, adapts it to a more contemporary uh, context. From verse 9, it says, those who are employed should listen to their employers. Look at your neighbor. Say, listen to your boss. This is the boss of all bosses speaking to you about how you should deal with your boss. So those who are employed should listen to their employers. So if you are self-employed, listen to yourself in Christ. Because sometimes in business, you go against your better judgment. And you say, I should have listened to myself. Yes. Paid attention. Right? Some people call it God feeling. But the believer is not led by God feeling. It's led by the spirit of God. So you must listen to the voice of the spirit on the inside of him. It says they should obey their instructions with great respect and honor. Serve with humility in your hearts. As though you were working for the master, capital M. Who is the master with a capital M? Who is the master with a capital M? Jesus Christ. Always, media help us, always do what is right. And not only when others are watching. So that you may please Christ as his servants by doing his will he says serve not only your pastor 
You should serve your pastor. You should serve your team lead. You should serve your mentor. You should serve your prophets and your parents. But a saying, and this is something many people in the Nigerian church have not paid attention to, true or true. So we think if I serve my pastor well, I say, yes sir, yes sir. And I sow into my pastor's life, which is honorable and which the Bible encourages. We think that's all there is to it. But God is saying that if you serve your pastor with excellence and relevance and intentionality and you abuse your boss, you have not pleased the master. If you can't say amen, say yay. If you can't say yay, say ouch. Because we've done, dealt some high-level concepts and all of that. Today, we want to get tactical and down to earth. We've been up to heaven. Now, we're down to earth. Whilst our signals are connected to heaven. Amen. Amen. So, I want to talk about the boss life. He says that there is actually a spiritual component of what you call your 9 to 5. That there is a heavenly assessment that happens every time you say, I'm going to work. Oh, you guys are too quiet right now. If you're quiet now, how much more quiet will you be when I get into the heart of the message? He said, this is where you should serve. Serve your employers how? Are you reading the text wholeheartedly? Serve your employers how? Are you reading that wholeheartedly? We have to practice in the house of, in the gathering of saints first. Serve your employers how? Victor, I can hear you. Serve your employers how? Wholeheartedly. You know, when you serve wholeheartedly or you speak wholeheartedly, something comes out of your mouth. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So don't tell me, in my heart, I'm serving well, but it's just not showing. Say, say, in my heart. You know, I'm, I'm serving. No, it will show. And you can't deceive God. As we get deeper this morning, you're going to see you cannot deceive God. It's a serve your employers wholeheartedly and with love. As though you were serving Christ and not men. He said, be assured. In other words, I can guarantee you this. He said, be assured that anything you do that is beautiful and excellent will be repaid by our Lord. Yes. So you wrote a beautiful email. Your boss did not recognize it, but Jesus said, it's in your account. That's the word. Pedams, why are you so passionate? Why are you so excellent in everything you do? I'm not working for men. I'm working for God. And that shift alone will elevate the quality of everything that you do. Are we getting this now? Oh, you wrote the email in a funny way. Guess what? Jesus observed that. Oh, you just did it by the way. I'm just here for the while. When I'm on your page, just, you know, respond. I'm just here for now. So I'm not really, it's not really my, my calling. I'm just here for now. Well, as long as you're breathing, you have to serve everywhere you are with the view or with the mindset that you are serving the person who gave you the breath, not just the person that's giving you the fiscal job. He said, everything will be repeated by our Lord, whether you are an employee, and watch this, not only employees, but also an employer. 
And to the caretakers of the flock, I say, do what is right with your people by forgiving them when they offend you. Not if, they will offend you. When they offend you, for you know there is a master in heaven who shows what? No favoritism. Please help me get out of your seats and look for three people and ask them real quick. Who are you really working for? And wait for their reply. Who have you been working for? <laughs> hey, who are you really working for? What was the what what was the funniest answer you got? Confidential. <laughs> who said confidential? Damn. You know, some guy had not been to church in a long time. His pastor runs into him and says, Hey, uh, Brother Andrew, where have you been? I've not been seeing you. Are you still in the Lord's army? Brother Andrew said, Yes, Pastor, but I'm now in secret service. <laughs> I'm just a coded Christian. <laughs> I'm an army member with Mufti. We cannot understand the boss life except we first of all start by understanding what, how does the dictionary define a boss? So who is a boss? Before I read what dictionary says, let's use contemporary English when you say that guy is a boss. What do you mean when you say that? Chairman. Break it down. In control. The controller. Comptroller general, in charge, commander, give me more on the side. The Oga, the person that is running things. With this. Chief, the head hunter, the guy in charge, the one who runs things. Now, the formal dictionary says that a boss is a person who is in charge of a worker, a group, or an organization. Boss. Now, in contemporary English, when you say a real boss move, you use the terms to describe excellence or an outstanding performance. Let me show you something. Colossians 1 verse 16, we read a couple of weeks ago, but some of you might need the refresher. So Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 for context. Colossians 1 verse 16. It says concerning Jesus, verse 15 says he's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Notice it does not say the firstborn of creation, but it says the firstborn over all creation. So who's the boss? Who's the boss? What's the Bible for it? Colossians 1 15 and 16. He said he's the firstborn over all creation. So Jesus is not just on the same level with every man. What he literally does when you get saved is that he pulls you up. He raises you up together with the other saints. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. But he's the boss. He's the overseer. He does not stop there. He says in verse 16, For all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, 
visible and invisible. Now, I want to follow this now. Follow this. Because when we're talking about the boss life of Jesus, he's not just boss over what we can see. He's also boss over what we cannot see. That means that the supervisory role of Jesus, supervisory role of Jesus, or the oversight of Jesus, is not just in assessing the physical components of your work. It's also in assessing the invisible components of your work. So the visible components is you compose the email, it was beautiful. But the invisible motive was that you compose the email to spite somebody else. So when it says that all things were made for him, visible and invisible, God does not just assess or judge the physical components, he also judges the invisible components. Look at somebody and say, who are you working for these days? Some of you said it too fast and without the kind of impact it should have. Look at somebody eyeball to eyeball, roll your eyes, cross your eyes, pop your eyes and say, hey dude, who are you working for these days? For by him all things were created, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. Can you read the last line? Let's read the last line together. All things were created, how? Through him and? Let's run through the things that were created. Who owns the mountains? Who owns the rivers, the oceans, the valleys? Data, masts, shoes, telephones, keyboards, your computer, hair extension. All things were created by him and for him. All things. And he's before all things. All things were created for him and by him. You must settle the question in your heart. Who am I working for? And different people work for different reasons. Not everybody is working for the organization that pays their salary. Some people are working for their families. Oh yeah. Mind re-engineering, motive re-engineering. The reason some people took on that job is not because they like it or love it or that their passions and purposes align with it. But they are taking on that job. Why? Because of their families. And so in that moment, your motive is your family. So the person you are working for is your family. If you can say amen, say ouch to that. Sounds like, ah, should I not work for my family? Don't worry, we'll get there. Some people are working for themselves. So whilst they are working with an organization, all they are really doing is to build their LinkedIn profile, their personal brand, their online following. And in that case, you're really working for yourself. Ask your neighbor, who are you really working for? It must sound like you're asking this question over and over, but until you know who you are really working for, the rest of today's teaching may not sit where it should in your life. And it's possible for you to have worked for years and years and years, and in heaven's accounts, you don't have a pension plan. Because all through your life, you worked for yourself. 
You promoted yourself. When it was time to represent your organization, you put yourself first. And when you went to represent your organization, you were sharing your personal business cards to your company clients. Oh, yeah. Can I talk right now? Can I talk right now? Can I talk right now? There's a reason I shouldn't talk again. It's too deep. There's a reason when we started Kings, we did not invite people from other churches. When we started Kings, we did not invite people from my former church, House on the Rock, or my wife's church, Fountain of Life, even though we had a lot of people that were very interested. We actually even discouraged some people. Look at your neighbor and say, who are you working for? But some people here, you're already positioning yourself to call be some clients that actually belong to your organization. Oh, can I talk right now? Why are you looking as if I'm speaking Mandarin? <laughs> people are checking themselves. You know, I said we're tactical today. And tactical, you tackle people. <laughs> Close contact. We've been strategic. Let's get tactical. And see, the earlier you respond, the easier it is for your spirit to catch it. I'm not judging you. I got to correct. The word of God is given for reproof correction who are you working for yes you're in the office for nine hours but five of the nine hours you are sending your personal email building your social media the way things are going some people are going to resign very soon and that's what some of you need to do when you get to a point where you're in a place, but part of your heart is in another place, it is time to draw the line so that the true blessing of the Lord can come upon your work. Because God does not bless lack of faithfulness. And if you believe your dream is big enough for you to grow it, stop consuming other people's resources to try to feed your own system. Step out of that place and let the rain of heaven pour upon the seeds of your gift. Are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> this is Pidam's the whiplasher this morning. Who are you working for? Now, a lot of people will condemn double dating, but a double date on the job. So you're dating your office work and dating your personal business. And before you call the side hustle, but now it has become main muscle. Strangling the profitability of the organization paying your regular salary. Oh, come on. You're not talking to me now. Brother Boonth. It's just a side gig, side gig. By the way, let me, let me just mention something. Whenever you build yourself like that as a single person double dating on the job, you are training your soul to be comfortable with cheating. Can I preach right now? See, see, because your soul does not know the difference between cheating with a woman and cheating with a job. Your soul does not have hormonal agitations. So it does not only interpret cheating as physicality. Oh, can I talk right now? Thank you. Mm. 
Look at somebody and say, who are you working for? Get out of your seat. Look for, look for Timmy Lane. It's good to see Timmy Lane again this Sunday morning. Look for Timmy Lane and somebody you haven't seen in two or three weeks and tell them who you're really working for these days. <laughs> Please be seated. So some people... Some people work for family, some people work for friends, some people work for fame. The only reason you're with that organization is that they have a good brand name. Oh, can I talk right now? So you're with that event company because of the name. Now, now you need to be honest with yourself so that you can surrender your heart before God and say, God, you need to correct my motives. So you're working with that bank because of the name. You're working with the insurance company because of the name. You're working with the law firm because of the name. You're working with the oil and gas station because of the name. You're working for that and for this because of the name. Are you understanding that? And we have to interrogate our motives because he's boss not only about over the visible things, he's also boss over the invisible things. And I glorify him for giving me a beautiful person in the visible world. And I'm her boss. Well, Christ is my boss. Oh, Lord. I could preach what you're wearing now. The red reminds me of the blood of Jesus that washes all my sins. And the green reminds me of the palm tree. For the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like the cedars of Lebanon. Because when the blood has bought you, then the power can flow through you. So it starts green, red, but it ends green. Your bank account might be red, but the dollars will be green. For the blood is at the foundation, but the green is also the fruit of the Spirit. Can I go on? It starts as Calvary with the blood. But in Revelations in the last chapter, I see a river flowing. And I said there is a tree of life on either side of the river with a new fruit every month. Oh, yes. feel like prophesying to somebody before your MP used to be monthly period causing monthly pain but now you have monthly prosperity every time blood is flowing money will flow in your direction I have a shake about her That's the one you people like. <laughs> well, why do you say Ichia? What does that, what does that mean? Pardon? I'm on point. <laughs> Hallelujah. So let's get back to surgery. That was anesthesia. Who, who do you work for? So you have your personal projects, that's great. You're multidimensional, I understand that. 
but you block off the time because if your contract says you work nine to five, your nine to five should be focused on what you are being contracted for and paid for. So there is the nine to five, but then there is the five to nine. So if you have a side gig, put it aside and outside. Are you understanding this? Don't run a mini office inside your organization. Except you have permission and you're working out a deal, a commission deal for the organization. And there are many things you can do once you understand what we're going to teach this morning. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is the reason a lot of people seem to be doing so many things and it looks like nothing is working. The major reason is that there is a generation of people who have not clarified who they're working for. Some people can work for fame, some people can work for fortune, some people can work for flesh, but everybody throw up your right hand and shout, I walk for Christ. I want to shout aloud and say, I walk for Christ. So what are the standards? How does that manifest? How does that play out? If Christ is my boss, for him were all things made, by him were all things made. If he is my boss, then it has certain implications. That means that any other person I submit to, I submit to in the name of Jesus. Yes. This is the reason, and Elty shouted all the time. This is the reason when you marry a man, you have married that man in the name of who? Jesus. Oh, shout louder. So don't marry a man you cannot marry in the name of Jesus. You shouldn't marry a wife bitter in the name of Jesus. But some of you are not getting that. You shouldn't marry a cheat in the name of Jesus. It's a prayer, but it's an instruction. Are you getting the point? You shouldn't marry somebody who's going to use you, abuse you, and lose you in the name of Jesus. Because authority, the way it's cascaded in the spirit, is in the name of Jesus. So when you take on a job in an organization as a believer, you are working there in the name of who? What it means is that your response to your boss cannot be based on his personality. It has to be based on the authority of Jesus. You're not hearing this now. I know it doesn't sound very exciting, but it's Bible. This is the reason you wonder, how can Daniel serve under Nebuchadnezzar? You, do you know who Nebuchadnezzar was? Was a maniac. History shows that he could rip babies out of their mother's womb. He was at best bisexual. Study your history. Many of the monarchs of old, they would do men and women, of course, under demonic influence as a desecration of the temple of God, the defilement of the human structure, but also as a proof of power that I conquer women and men at will. And I break men. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But Daniel served under Nebuchadnezzar. Now, in today's world, once your boss has a defect or deformity, you're already throwing tantrums and binding him. You might be binding your kingdom influence. Oh yeah. If many of you saw Nebuchadnezzar, if Nebuchadnezzar called you into this world to offer you a job, some of you say, I can't do it. <laughs> Esther, how can <laughs> Nebu, 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 are you able? How can
can Esther marry Xixus or Ahasuerus? How? Do you know who Ahasuerus was? Ahasuerus? Aha. Oh, serious. Married Ahasuerus. And guess what? The lineage of the Christ was preserved through fallen lineage. Why? Because any job you are doing, you are doing in whose name? Shout it louder. You're doing in whose name? Now, let me just explain. If you're waiting for deep revelation, this is the deep one. Because I've told you we're doing tactical stuff today. Because, you know, many times you get excited. Oh, I'm not going to heaven. I'm on earth. Okay, I want to tell you what you need to stop doing. Tomorrow, when you resume work, don't use your company data without permission for your personal project. At least that one, you don't need, you don't need to be deep. Your boss sends you to go and deliver a package somewhere. You have branched this one branch. You have your own branch office. Somebody shout, Jesus is my boss. You see, some of you cannot say it. Shout and say, Jesus is my boss. My brother, I love the way you're saying with boss attitude. But can you also shout aloud and say, Jesus is my boss. What are the implications because of time? There are three major implications the believer must keep in mind if he's going to really walk in the reality that Jesus is my boss. Number one is that Christ is watching. If Christ is my boss, Christ is watching. That's the first thing. Let me tell you one of the things that's really helped me, and I'm not perfect, but I'm perfected in Christ Jesus. Amen. But one of the things that's really helped me, particularly in my private life, is the consciousness of the presence of Jesus. Oh, yeah. And not from a premise of God is watching all of us. So, uh, what's the name of that the, a former first lady? What said? Uh, there is God. Oh. Mm-mm. But Christ is actually watching. So, <laughs> when you are at work and say, ah, my boss has traveled. He has gone to uh, Honolulu, Oklahoma, <laughs> for Cincinnati. <laughs> For three weeks and it's not going to come well he's not coming but let me also tell you that most organizations have what cctv that is what closed circuit television let me also tell you there's cctv christ circuit television so in the absence of your physical boss christ is assessing your attitude your disposition your presentation, your speed, <laughs> your response rates, the intentionality, the details. Oh, are you following what I'm saying? Now, is there anybody here who's worked with me directly? Maybe I told you to design something. Um, anybody, just, just raise your hand or stand. I want to get practical. You, have, you haven't worked with me. I said raise your hand or stand. Yeah, in... Anybody has designed, maybe wrote something of anybody like that? Stand. Anybody? Stand. How easy is it? Like, like how many corrections are we going to make? Pardon? A lot. Sometimes I worry myself. I'll be like, just send this slide now, just send this meal, just send it. Can you send it already? 
I can take one hour sometimes. Oh, BB has done a lot of GB. Right? Why? It's not because I want to be difficult, but I'm asking myself, if I present this to Christ, will he like it? See, you don't need to run after excellence. Work with the consciousness that you're working for Christ and you become excellent. If you are not yet extra, you are not Panadol enough to remove the headache in your generation. So you all didn't get that. Somebody say, Christ is watching. What does that mean? Two major things. Number one, the Christ has surveillance. You may be seated. Christ has surveillance. He's looking. He's observing. He's noticing. So your boss said, oh, you know what? I want this deliverable done by 12 noon. You say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then the moment the, the boss walked out, eh, eh, eh. And Christ is like, walk out to me. When I'm not Salawa Abeni. Some of you don't know what that is. Salawa Abeni used to be like Tiwa Savage 30 years ago, 20 years ago. So she had a, a brand of music called Waka. Yeah, so that's, that's just, it's not from the Bible. It's, how do I know? Because some people will be like, mm, Dams is not that deep. Check out Matthew 25. He said, when he will judge the nations, he will separate the sheep from the goats. And he will say to the goat, when I was hungry, you did not feed me. When I was thirsty, you did not give me a drink. When I was in prison, you did not come to check on me. In other words, Jesus now put it this way. If you've done this to the least of my brethren, you've done it to me. So when I asked you to send an email, you didn't send it. When I sent, sent you to send the catalog, you did not do it. Look at somebody say it must change right now. So when I talk about occupy, don't think it's some interterrestrial thing. It is the way you serve on earth. Christ is looking at it. And not just the way you serve in church, the way you serve outside. Somebody say Christ is watching. But it's not just watching from surveillance. Number two, under Christ is watching, is that it's watching for supervision. So you run into a brick wall, you run into a hellhole, you say, Christ, I have your wisdom. I have your insight. I have your direction. Tell me what to do. How do I respond? Oh, Christ, I'm not really great. I'm making phone calls. My bosses, I should make phone calls. I receive your wisdom. I receive confidence. I receive boldness. I receive the ability to interpret the mind of the organization with precision and accuracy and to be able to deliver results. Are we understanding what I'm saying now? He's there not just to survey. He's there for supervision. Supervision. Then we'll answer, don't, don't you know, when you refuse to help one of the least important among this, my little ones, my true brothers and sisters, you refuse to help and honor me. He says, I am judging supervision. I'm watching that. What it means is my submission is required. So before you start work, say, Christ, I'm working for you today. Christ is you I'm working for. My boss may throw temper tantrums, but you are my real boss. I'm working for you today. 
I walk with understanding, I walk with accuracy, I walk with judgment, I walk with power, I walk with precision, I walk with speed. So when your voice is shouting, are you okay? Are you normal? How come you have not done it? Hear that voice with the voice of Christ. And do you know one of the things that will happen? How many of you know your flesh will die? Your flesh is going to die. But that's part of what God wants in your life. This is the reason the ideology that sits in one place and money will just come without human contacts is not God's system. There are certain things that must happen with human contact. One of them is forbearing people. Forgiving people. <laughs> Being patient with people. Christ is watching. He's also watching not just to supervise, but is watching to support. He's watching to support and is watching to give me rewards. So in book of Revelations, when you read the book of Revelations, where he begins to say, I am coming with my rewards. We'll read that under number three. So I'm coming quickly and my reward, look at verse 12, and my reward is with me. And what will I do? Oh, come on. Why are you, why are you guys not? You're not excited about this? Please listen to this. If you are scared to be rewarded according to your work, that means you've been underperforming. Oh, I'm not getting the amens this morning. Folks are investigating their lives. Because me, oh, let me, I don't know about you, but me, I, I'm looking forward to the reward for my work. Because I work. It's like play, I play, but it's I work, I know. Lord, as you have said it, I receive reward according to my work. The problem with the New Testament church, the 21st century church, is that they are afraid. They want reward according to their dance. Yes. They want reward according to their tongues. Like, oh my machine gun. They want reward according to their declarations, affirmations. They want rewards according to the loudness of their amen. But Christ said, What I'm going to reward, can I ask you, was this before the cross or after the cross? Shout it, folks. This is the end of the book. This is Revelation 21. He didn't say, I will reward you according to your faith. He said, it will be done unto you according to your faith. But my reward is not just according to your faith. It's according to the works you have done by the faith I give you. He choke. He choke that. <laughs> this, you see that? This post the cross. This revelations. He said, guys, don't be deceived. I gave to each man the measure of faith. So the measure of faith is given to each man in salvation. That's the mina. It's the gift of grace. You're given the mina. But one person would change one mina to five minas. Talents. One would change it to ten talents. What is the differential? Not just grace, but the labor of grace. Now, there's some people here, you are scared. Ah, God, if you give me a con to my work, hey, it won't work. Oh. Somebody say, I'm changing now. Shout loud, I'm changing now. You work as an intern. All you're saying is that all they just sent me is to buy beans. Is to buy beans and Gary for lunch. Buy it with excellence. As long as you're there. Because one day somebody will see the way you are particular. 
about protecting your boss's beans bowl such that there is no stain or splatter around the container and the person will tell your boss that person is a good child and you wonder why sometimes rich people billionaires will leave half their wealth to their cooks and their drivers and not leave a penny to their children because everybody who has worked for their wealth they understand the value of creation and they don't cast their pearls before swine Jesus said it, don't cast your pearls for swine. He said, lest they rend you, they trample upon them, they turn back and rend you. Because people who do small work cause big problems. People who do big works cause small problems. Oh, you haven't noticed? Number two, gotta run. Say Christ is watching. In fact, let, 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 let's, let, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's read another one. First Peter chapter 2 because I really need to drive this home. Is this helping somebody? Is he hard to receive? Is it painful to confront? Oh yeah, it needs to be. Because we don't teach it enough. This is the reason there are pastors who steal money from the organizations. Not just church. They are pastors who are working with a bank or insurance company or some pastors. And they will steal money used, needed for generator Mikano they pay the company pay them to bring in Mikano they bring in Milkano they rebrand they put the package in they put Mikano packaging but the engine is Milkano or Malaika and the difference is a million and they are delivering 10 of that then they will take 10 million now you are growing your profits but you are growing your losses in heaven because God cannot be mocked. That's what the word says. So do not be deceived. Why does it preface Galatians 6, 6 to 9? It says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. The reason it says that is the human heart has a great propensity for self-deception. Let me tell you some of the deception. If I make the 10, 10 million crookedly, at least I'm paying my tithe. That covers it. Thunder fire the tithe. That particular kind of tithe. Because if your tithe could bribe God, your money should have bought you your salvation. And I need to teach this now. Because many people here don't have the kind of money they're going to have in the next two years or ten years. In fact, nobody here has the kind of money they should have in two years. And now let me tell you what the danger is. Some of you are still in the place where you're earning 50, 100, 200,000 naira, And you're already making this kind of mistakes please help me go to three people say the way i'm looking at you you must change you must change must change must change must change the way i'm looking you must change do your business after business hours during business hours maximize it for the person who's paying your salary It's easier these days to automate those things, put them online. Now, I want to drive it home so that you will see how serious Christ takes this matter. First Peter chapter 2, 18 to 19. Servants, let's read it together. Servants, be submit. Not only to the good and gentle, but also to the 
rule. Who added this part? The Holy Spirit. For the writer of this chapter, Peter said, the scriptures were written as holy men were moved by the Spirit of God. Oh. Because some of us were comfortable just for, okay, if the guy is good, if he's a Christian like me, if he's not sexually harassing me, by the way, if you're being sexually assaulted or harassed, you need to raise, raise a flag and then find your way out. Don't just find a way out to raise something. Because you might save yourself and there are other people there that are going to create nurseries in the future. Or worse still, STIs, STDs, or just worse still, the brokenness of the soul. Those who are servants submit to the authority of those who are your masters. Not only to those who are kind and gentle, but even to those who are hard and difficult. Somebody says in the Bible. Shout aloud and say the Bible says so. You know how the way RMD will put his point and say RMD says so. This one put hashtag the Bible says so. Everybody, if you can do this, as many as can, maybe not everybody, just quickly take a picture of this right now and say, I, I just saw this. I just, Pastor is preaching, and I just saw this right now. Uh, what do you guys feel about this? <laughs> just, just put it online. Put it online real quick. And tag Kings Connected, tag me. Those who are servants, submit to those who are your masters. Not only to those who are kind and gentle, but even to those who are. What, what was the transition you used before this one? And what was the translation of the version? That says harsh. I want to see that. Yeah, yeah I like that harsh one. <laughs> harsh. Abrasive. Do you know why? If Christ is your boss, please listen and you prayed to Christ for a job and the job you got happened to have a harsh boss there let me tell you the wisdom of Christ already factored the harshness of that boss into your spiritual growth and personal development except you're not convinced God led you there if you're not convinced God led you there, strategically begin to pray. But as you pray to seek other places, don't drop the ball on what you signed an agreement to do. Don't drop the ball. I've never worked in a business post-graduation. I did my internship, right? But post-graduation, I've never worked in a business business because I registered my business 2008 and all of that. But I've served on the pastors locally and abroad. Now, there's none of my pastors or my leaders. Well, I also served as an associate consultant under one of my, my mentors, Philadro Toye, right? But I was not working from his office, I was representing at different times. There's nobody I've worked under. Go and ask them. People don't want to go and ask. There's nobody I've worked under that would be like, ah, this guy. Who was lazy or slothful or disrespectful or he spoke back or now let me let me explain some some of you will be like eh you know because personalities define all yes but let me tell you something when you walk closely with anybody even the kindest person one day they will step on your toes one day they will say something that will jab you. One day they will do something that you would not like. God said it's part of the process. 
and there are many half-done believers who are hopping from opportunity to opportunity because they are not there to serve people. They are there to serve themselves. So when it's no longer working for them, they work their way out of it. Somebody say, you've got to stop that. My wife once walked in a place guess one of these is when she's preaching or teaching she might share it and more details but she walks in a place that eh, the way they were dealing with their staff there and I could see it affecting her I'd never I don't think I'd ever seen you with that in that kind of emotional state I don't think so even though you told me there was possibly one or two times before or after that was similar but in the work environment I'd never seen my wife have that disposition or demon I'm like ah this is your work. I, I don't like this work. I, I rebuke this work in Jesus' name. I start praying against the work. But let me tell you something I noticed. Through that period, by the way, some of you are trying to say, was it the last place? No, it wasn't the last place you were because so many of you know the last place where she Yeah. Every place, workplace has drama. Even those who have worked with me, I literally act drama for them in the office. My own drama is literal. Broadway show. So everywhere has drama, right? But that place, one of the things I know is what my wife would do her job excellently. Deliver it precisely. Sometimes maybe falling behind over time or make the corrections and do it precisely. This is the point. The harshness of your boss is not an excuse for mediocrity. The harshness of a work environment, the hostility of a work environment is not an excuse. My team lead is harsh. Submit. Of course, what do you do when your soul is being broken or despised? Appeal to the authority above your authority. If you've tried to communicate that decently and politely to the leader you're under, right, and it's not working two or three times, then appeal to the authority, okay? couple of those say escalated but in your escalating don't emasculate the person isolate the issue from the person is somebody getting wisdom stop yawning that's part of the problem I'll, I'll talk, talk about that in the second service some people resume at work as if they're at home You'll be lying down on the table, sleeping on the sofa, sitting on your boss's swivel chair and turning, turning, turning. The one you hear, cre, cre, cre. Look at someone say, grow up. <laughs> That's what we used to do when we were children. When daddy's coming, everybody arranges themselves. But as you mature, one of, the, one of the benefits or signs of maturity is self-regulation. So at some point, you, you got saved, we have to ask you, okay, are you still sleeping around? Are you still doing that? Are you still doing that? As you mature, we don't want to be asking you that. Do you understand? Say, so I'm not sleeping around, but I'm sleeping beside So, does this make sense? Now, now look at the next verse. Let it run. Next verse. Tactical. Is it tactical enough? After your head is in the clouds, let's now talk about... Boy. For this is commendable because of conscience toward God. One endures grief. 
So God knows it's grievous. Rosemond. But he says you endure it. Why? Endurance is part of what God wants to build in you. And the things that you enjoy don't increase your capacity to endure. The things you enjoy, you enjoy. It's a suffering how? Wrongfully. For what credit is it if when you are beaten for your fault, you take it patiently? Now what's credit? When you go to, the, to your bank account, what's credit? Money that you have in, that accrue to you. So when the Bible is using the word credit here, he's saying in God's account, every time you suffer wrongfully, every time you are harassed, every time there is a harsh dealing with you and you take it the right way, God says, I credit your spiritual account. Someone say, Makam. Some of you are not getting that. You get an alert in the spirit. Or the boss shouted at you and you held it together. God says, I'm not unjust. To forget your labor of love. The fact that you had a sharp tongue and you could cut the person to pieces and you just swallowed it. God said, I'm giving you an alert in the spirit. Giving you credit in the spirit. He said, uh, there's no particular virtue in accepting punishment that you well deserve. But if you are treated badly for good behavior and continue in spite of it to be a good servant, what... That is what counts with God. Let's read this verse together. Let's read it together, everybody. But if you are treated badly for good behavior and continue in spite of it to be a good servant, that is what counts. Do you know what it means? Many things don't count with God. Yeah. If you are paid to do a job and you do the job it doesn't count with God it doesn't because you already paid it's the principle of prayer it said if you pray so people can heal you you've already received your reward but if you do it in the name of Christ it counts with God if you do it with extra with more than you are paid for it counts with God never reduce your effort or impute to the level of your payment Elevate your level of impute and whether your payment rises up to it or not in that organization, your credit in heaven will always exceed it. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding and abundantly far above all we could ask or think. If you're doing it on the job and you know people are coming against you, that counts with God. You are blessed to be hearing this in your 20s and 30s. And some people 40s, few of us in our 50s. But guess what? Someone is smiling like, am I 50? You have no idea. <laughs> there was a, a picture we recreated. We did took the picture, I and some of my daughters, last um, two years ago at Skits. So we recreated today. So they're like, P-Dams, you still look the same. You haven't changed. Well, I have a, a spring, some sprinkles of gray hair now. So you're not sure. Maybe I'm actually 50-something. But I just have, I just have jeans that keep me like that. Just be like this till I'm 78, 92. Still be like this. Does it count with God? Does it count with God? Number two, Christ is working. 
So not only is Christ watching, Christ is working. So under Christ is watching, surveillance, supervision, support. My own response is submission. What submission? Sub is under. Mission is work. So submission is placing myself under his work. Submarine, marine is water. Under water. Sub-zero, below zero. Submission, under his mission. Subjugate, under jugate. Subject, under ject. Sub-orb, under or less than the orb. Orban, sub-orban. Subscribe, under scribe. So you are under what is written, you subscribe. You bring yourself under it. You see that now. Number, number two, Christ is working. And there are two major things on that Christ is working. One of them is synergy. Somebody say synergy. Christ is not just working in me. He's working on me. So he will use rough environments to smoothen my character. Oh, come on. Because to sharpen a knife, you need a rough stone. He's working on me. So he's working. He's working in me. That's what believers like. The greater one lives inside of me. God, Christ is working in me. And well, he's also working on you. Jeremiah 18. God says, Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house. And I went to the potter's house and I saw the potter working the clay. Now, many of us say, I'm, I'm the potter. You are the potter, I'm the clay. Do you know what it means to be clay? To be clay means you'll be molded, you'll be squeezed, you'll be slapped. Have you seen them walk in clay? You'll be slapped, you'll be thrown, you'll be spun around till you're dizzy. That's what, are you getting what I'm saying, guys? Tactical. You are spun like this, then they sprinkle water on you. In fact, some potters will spit, twa, twa, to make it thick. Like Amola. Working on it, working, working. Then they'll pound it. Now, worse still, the Bible says that the potter or the clay was mad in his hands. So he made it into another form. Watch this. Sometimes you enter into an organization for HR, but they move you to tech. They're like, no, I'm here as an HR person. God knows that five years from now, you will own the biggest app that has come out of Africa. And you are complaining that they moved you to tech. Oh, come on. You're not getting why are you so sober this morning? You're feeling the impact. Eh, but you should also respond. Hallelujah. <laughs> so he's working on me. Number three, he's walking through me. He's walking through me, this under synergy. He's walking in me. He's walking on me. He's walking through me. The second part on the Christ is working is standards so what it means is i don't just walk for christ watch this i work as christ oh yeah 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 oh yeah do you know why i work as christ because the world labels me what christian so what would they say and he calls himself a and she calls herself a and he's a pastor in 
Some of you are going to become pastors over the years in Kings. Somebody say, I walk as Christ. Shout aloud, I walk as Christ. Shout aloud, I walk as Christ. Because of time, I'll read that in second service, John chapter 5 or 17. Where Jesus said, my father works and I'm working. I do not do anything on my own. That which I said the father do, that is exactly what I do. I walk as Christ. If you run that webinar like Christ, how excellent would it be? If you do that voiceover like Christ, how well will you do? If you buy things for your organization as Christ, how well will you buy those things? Will you be careless or will you be circumspect you're making people's hair they ask for a hairdo not a weirdo you're cutting people's hair you leave tribal marks on their forehead <laughs> see anybody that is not laughing that means that this thing is hooking you in a very very deep place like this one is not a laughing matter you see, you see because it's easy you know a lot of believers a lot of believers go I, I'm the son of God and, but your work is showing us that your father paternity is under question your DNA seems to be manifesting without some chromosomes because if you are the son of God then your life should emit the glory of God. Could that be Dora? Is that possible for her to be Dora? Ladies and gentlemen, please celebrate my daughter and our sister in this house, Dora. Stand, let's see you. What? Is that the best thing we can do to celebrate somebody you haven't seen in a long time? If you are making the meal, make it as Christ. Everything that Christ did, he did so well. Even when he died, he died well. He was really dead. He didn't faint like some people that just fainted for a few days. He was, was in coma. And those are people that are denying the resurrection. Because that's the basis of our faith, right? He didn't faint. He died properly died well and then when he rose did he rise well or not CG effects earthquake so standards they give you money for Japanese don't buy Taiwan they give you money for German don't buy China say it's the same thing is it how many of you know those annoying people you're trying to buy stuff in the market and madame not the same thing not the same thing is the same thing not only label different Number three, Christ is waiting. Christ is waiting. Christ is waiting. In the second service, we'll talk about representing Christ and give you some more points. You have a lot of assignments this week. Get your head out of the clouds. I know I already got your mind out of it, but some of you, your head is still there. If your work robs you of the authority to preach the gospel, you are mediocre. 
if people don't say I want to listen to you just on the premise of the level of excellence you bring to the table you're doing something wrong doing something wrong one of the reasons people buy into the different expressions of my life is because all the expressions carry the things I'm teaching you today true or true and I'm happy I could show you from the Bible this morning and second service will see more I'm closing the service right now I want us to make a fresh dedication to Christ as boss even for those of us I didn't get to talk about the, the employers employers so let me talk about that don't use people I'll talk more about that in second service you're working, you're working, you're working you're not paying salary, people are working they're not paying salaries there's no money, there's no money, there's no money you're changing your car you're buying the first class ticket no money, no money, no money your children are eating Gucci beans no money, no money, no money your ring, you're changing it Christ is how judge you. Somebody shout, Christ will judge you. Why are you not shouting it? Man, I want Christ to judge me. Judge me. <laughs> and the Bible says, every man's works will be tested by fire. Problem is, everybody thinks the work is preaching and praying and all of that. Every, all the works you do as new creation, all, all, as new creation because God does not separate your work life from church life all the work you do as new creation you'll be at the judgment seat of Christ is different from the white throne seat you have passed from that judgment that judgment is judgment of lake of fire or eternal reign with Christ but there's another judgment which is judgment of allocation of cities and territories that is based on the works you have done for Christ's sake in Christ with Christ and ask Christ can we pray I've not seen you put this sober in a long time it's deep okay that's great faithful are the wounds of a friend and the father as well some of you have some very deep conversations to have with yourselves and your spouses or your fiance and say I think it's time for me to move on from that place my heart is no longer there my heart has shifted work out a plan be honorable be honorable the bible says you cannot serve two masters you can't it says you will love one and hate the other we might read that passage pray don't wait for me to lead you you know what you need to talk about maybe there are one or two people here who have stolen company funds who have lied about assets Maybe. And when you do things right, Christ is waiting. What is he waiting for? He's waiting to reward you. He said, Blessed is that man who the master finds doing so, serving the way he ordained. He said, That man is blessed. The reason Christ is waiting, he's not waiting to catch you doing wrong, he's actually waiting to catch you doing right because he has a lot of rewards he wants to give. And guess what? He's not going to use that reward on himself. This is the reason he says, 
as you pray, please listen to this. Elty, please come. My guy, Jason, come. Just come in front. Daughter Arch, come. Mr. Shea, come. Do you know that Christ is eager to reward us? That's why in Luke, we read it, that long passage we read last week. Did anybody go back to it? He said, blesses the man whose master finds with a belt girded servant and given a portion to the servants when he returns. Now, Christ has so many rewards. Do you know in the Bible, you're going to find five crowns. You're not seeing that. There are five crowns. Not just in Revelations, in 1 Peter. I think there's another one of the other epistles and then Revelations. So there's a crown of life. There's a crown of righteousness. I believe everyone will be given the crown of righteousness. I believe. I'm not sure. Right? Um, but that one might just be like a small halo or something. And that's why the Bible says concerning Jesus that he was crowned with many crowns. God has, God has many crowns. And I don't think they are spiritual crowns. Though. I think they are really in the glorified body. They'll be glorified crowns. Right? So he has many crowns. Now, Christ wants to catch everybody doing well. Somebody say, Christ wants to catch you doing well. Shout aloud, Christ wants to catch you doing well. He wants to come and say, ah, my guys are running things. <laughs> Christ won't walk like that though. But. but this is what happens. He has all those crowns. So let's assume that she's not doing what she's supposed to do. And they're doing what they're supposed to do. The crown he had in mind for her. He's like, I'm not going to wear it. I'm going to give it. <laughs> she said she would take it. She said she's interceding for her. What? What <laughs> concern me concern you? The moment of intercession has passed in the new earth. <laughs> So that's where the whole scripture of to him that hath, what will happen? Because if you already have three crowns and you're wearing the crowns well, ah, you have capacity. This is the template for kingdom rewards. It's not praying and shouting and dancing. Revelation 22 puts it up, except you're dancing in Christ. And after you dance, let me, let me just tell you this. David danced before the Lord, but he still fought battles. Many believers just want to dance and not fight. David dance before the Lord. I will dance. I will back room. Where are your battles? Where are you fighting your battles? Some of the battles are the battles against your flesh and preferences. Shut yourself down. Be humble. Serve in that place. Yes, you have a PhD and he doesn't have PGD. Or HND or OND. Serve there. Does Dangote have any D? The only D he has is dollars. And his name, Dangote. See, my co preacher. We're even twinning. So that's the whole point. We're twins. So, rewards. I want us to pr pray from your heart. I'm done teaching. I have a lot to teach, but pray from your heart. This is so bright. It maximizes in prayer. You'll be waking up late every day and be lying. I'm on the way. I'm on the way. There's traffic. Where's traffic on your road? I'm fast approaching. Are you a, are you a meteorite? Asteroid. Intergalactic UFO. Unidentified flying object. That's why we can't identify you. You have no brand. UFO. 
I'm a saucer, saucer, saucer. You're not a plate. That's why you are now alienated from promotion. <laughs> Let's pray. I'm telling you, this is, a, this is how you occupy. Forget all that woozy woozy. My pastor prophesied. That's great. We've seen miracles. Now imagine if you add all those prophecies on top of this kind of work ethic. It's the secret of Daniel, the secret of Joseph, secret of David, secret of Paul. He said, I'm the least of all the apostles, but I labored more abundantly. He said, yet not I, but the grace of God. Maximize the grace of God upon your life with commensurate labor. Grace is like a stone, but the labor of grace is the catapult with which you unleash the stone. Or Stalin, I think it was Dan and some people yesterday, they were speaking, talking about, you know, how powerful the meeting was and all. And I shared, I didn't know it was a big deal, but I shared my structural routine for the day, just broad strokes. And that seemed to be one of the things that really blessed. So Daniel was saying that he's always wondered how I do it and all of that. And then somehow, I don't know whether he mentioned or I mentioned, and we spoke about Bishop Oedepo. And I said, the man is not slowing down. Have you seen what Bishop is doing? Do you know that they planted 10,000 churches last year? You don't know. 10,000 during the lockdown. So what if there was no lockdown? Maybe 100,000. If you calculate the total congregation of many churches that have been in existence for over 10 years, not to 10,000. So they are planting churches like mega ministries are getting members. Forget what your disagreements might be about his style or presentation or theology in one way or the other. There must be an element of grace and labor that is producing something in that space. Yet there are theological analysts who are doing nothing for the kingdom of God and who open their mouths to say things that they don't fully understand yet. The reason I know you don't fully understand is until it bears sustainable fruits through cycles of assessment in your life, you don't really understand it. You are just excited about it, but you have no results that embody your understanding in your absence. A man's understanding is not assessed just by the elocution of his words. It's by the durability of the people and the things he built when it's no longer in that space. Pray to your master. Christ, I want to serve you. I want to serve you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to serve you. I want to serve you. I want to serve you. It starts everywhere, even at home. I've been thinking, I've been praying as a person. I want to serve my wife as Christ. I want to serve her better as Christ. I already do that, but I want to serve her better as Christ. I want to serve my children better as Christ. I want to serve you, kings, better as Christ. I want to serve you better as Christ. I want to have, I want to be submitted. I want to walk in synergy. I want to work and stand Christ is waiting. I didn't give you the S under that one. It's staying power. Staying power. He said, blessed is that servant who the master finds doing that when he comes. In other words, it's not that I used to do it until I had a bad boss that broke my spirit. I used to be faithful until I walked somewhere and they drained my energy. No. If, if your boss is Christ, no matter what the organization is, after a, you know, a few weeks of feeling bad or whatever, days, you bounce back. 
because you know who you are working for you know who you're working for you know who you're working for you know who you're working for Heavenly Father, we bless you and we honor you. We are conscious of the fact that we are yours. We are conscious of the fact that in you we live, we move, and we have our being. We are conscious of the fact that all things, including us, were created for you, by you, in you, and for your pleasure. And so, Father, we commend ourselves to you as workers, as staff, as employees, as bosses. We decree that you are our boss. You are the overall boss. So we work in diligence. We are timely. We are focused. We are consistent. We are responsible. We are not lackadaisical. We are not lazy. We do not procrastinate in the name of Jesus. All grace abounds unto us, but we do not take that grace for granted. We labor even the more. And we thank you because you will continue to help us in the name of Jesus. We will not be found wanting. We will not be found lacking. We will represent you accordingly in the name of Jesus. So that like Pastor Dami said, like the Bible says, he, you, it's not well said, it's well done. So when we come to you at the end of it, or when our works are being tested in the fire, they will pass through as pure gold in the name of Jesus. And you're able to say, well done, good and faithful servant in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Generation is rising God? on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing. Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.